Hey, it's Christopher Radiant Fire Radio. We're going to talk about an interview, and we're going to pick it up right now. Vladimir Putin is talking about the neo-Nazi conflict that's going on within Ukraine, and the things that he's been trying to point out to us to show us um, that this is a real problem. And it's not so much that it's just a real problem, it's something that the world should be working on trying to help fix. My worldview is uh, obviously Christian, so the perspective that I'm taking is that eventually all of these things are going to come to a head, and they're going to come to the place where the Christians are going to be against any other uh, type of organized religion, Buddhists, Muslims, Krishnas, atheists, it's, it's, it's going to come down to that. It's going to come down to that. <laughs> um, it's just something that has to happen in the Bible. So let's pick up with Tucker Carlson and uh, continue to be amazed at his lack of doing an interview, lack of really getting to what's going on. When this part of territory reintegrated itself into common social environment, when the pensions and social benefits were paid again, all the pieces would gradually fall into place. No, nobody wanted that. Everybody wanted to resolve the issue by military force only. But we could not let that happen. And the situation got to the point when the Ukrainian side announced, no, we will not do anything. They also started preparing for military action. It was they who started the war in 2014. Our goal is to stop this war. And we did not start this war in 2022. This is an attempt to stop it. Do you think you've stopped it now? I mean, have you achieved your aims? No, we haven't achieved our aims yet, because one of them is denazification. This means the prohibition of all kinds of neo-Nazi movements. This is one of the problems that we discussed during the negotiation process, which ended in Istanbul early this year. And it was not our initiative, because we were told by the Europeans, in particular, that it was necessary to create conditions for the final signing of the documents. My counterparts in France and Germany said, how can you imagine them signing a treaty with a gun to their heads? The troops should be pulled back from Kiev. I said, all right, we withdrew the troops from Kiev. As soon as we pulled back our troops from Kiev, our Ukrainian negotiators immediately threw all our agreements reached in Istanbul into the bin and got prepared for a long-standing armed confrontation with the help of the United States and its satellites in Europe. Are you following this? Are you following this? They had an agreement. A part of that agreement was to deal with the neo-Nazi sects and factions that were inside of Ukraine. Again, these things are all a part of 
what they have been trying to do to help the people that were Russian that were being attacked by these neo-Nazi groups. So what Vladimir Putin just said was that they had this all worked out, that they had to make these concessions. But Putin said out of his own mouth, I really didn't care about these types of things. I, the main part was that there was not going to be any war against the people. We didn't want any military weapons being used against the, the Ukrainian-Russian people that was there. This is a bonus. This is good. We're getting rid of the Nazi stuff too because it doesn't need to be there. We don't believe in it. It's, it's hurtful. It's, it's not helping anything. So at the same time, he said, yes, let's, let's do this. But again, the mindset of the Ukrainian leadership backed by the United States was we had no intentions of ever following through with these Minsk agreements. And Tucker Carlson has that look on his face like he's going to say something intelligent, and he's not. He's just, he just isn't. That is how the situation has developed. And that is how it looks now. But, but what do, is part of my ignorance, what is denazification? What would that mean? What is it? Then denazification. That is what I want to talk about right now. It is a very important issue. Denazification. After gaining independence, Ukraine began to search, as some Western analysts say, its identity. And it came up with nothing better than to build this identity upon some false heroes who collaborated with Hitler. The false heroes who collaborated with Hitler. Now, remember when I was telling you before in World War One and World War Two, Russia was on the side of the Allies. He was on the side of the United States. It was on the side of good. So what's changed? What you know? Why are we so happy to have neo-Nazi stuff going on? Why are we so happy to support that as the United States? Because it's the United States that's supporting it. We're giving them billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars in order to fund this neo-Nazi stuff. It's the Antichrist spirit. It's the Antichrist spirit that's at work. Getting the world ready to come against the Jewish people. So here, the secular man, Tucker Carlson, and this Christian man, Vladimir Putin, trying to fight against the darkness that's, that's coming to this world. I have already said that in the early 19th century, when the theorists of independence and sovereignty of Ukraine appeared, they assumed that an independent Ukraine should have very good relations with Russia. But due to the historical development, those territories were part of the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth. Poland, where Ukrainians were persecuted and treated quite brutally as well as were subject to cruel behavior. 
вели себя очень жестоко, это все осталось в памяти. There were also attempts to destroy their identity. Когда началась Вторая мировая война, All this remained in the memory of the people. Yes. When World War II broke out, part of this extremely nationalist elite collaborated with Hitler, believing that he would bring them freedom. The German troops, even the SS troops, made Hitler's collaborators do the dirtiest work of exterminating the Polish and Jewish population. Hence this brutal massacre of the Polish and Jewish population, as well as the Russian population too. This was led by the persons who are well known, Bandera, Shukevich, it was those people who were made national heroes, that is the problem. And we are constantly told that nationalism and neo-Nazism exist in other countries as well. Yes, they are seedlings, but we approve them, and other countries fight against them. But Ukraine is not the case. These people have been made into national heroes in Ukraine. Monuments to those people have been erected. They are displayed on flags. Their names are shouted by crowds that walk with torches, as it was in Nazi Germany. Listen. These were people who exterminated Poles, Jews and Russians. It is necessary to stop this practice and prevent the dissemination of this concept. I say that Ukrainians are part, they say, no, we are a separate people. Okay, fine. If they consider themselves a separate people, they have the right to do so, but not on the basis of Nazism, the Nazi ideology. Would you be satisfied with the territory that you have now? Okay, all right, <laughs> I gotta stop right here. L listen at the question that Tucker Carlson asked him, would you be satisfied with the territory that you have now? Would you be satisfied with the territory that you have now? Would you, Vladimir Putin, be satisfied with the territory that you have now? Yeah. Did you hear anything that this man just said for the last eight and a half minutes about the denazification of Ukraine? What in the world are you thinking, Tucker? What in the world are you thinking? What does what does this have to do with are you even paying attention to this discussion? Are you paying attention to the information that this man has put together for you and put out there? But you're going to ask dumb behind questions like this? Come on, man. Come on. I I'm, I'm not impressed. I will finish answering the question. You just asked a question about neo-Nazism and denazification. Thank you. Look, 
The president of Ukraine visited Canada. This story is well known, but being silenced in the Western countries. The Canadian parliament introduced a man who, as the speaker of the parliament said, fought against the Russians during the World War II. Well, who fought against the Russians during the World War II? Hitler and his accomplices. It turned out that this man served in the SS troops. He personally killed Russians, Poles and Jews. The SS troops consisted of Ukrainian nationalists who did this dirty work. The president of Ukraine stood up with the entire parliament of Canada and applauded this man. How can this be imagined? The president of Ukraine himself, by the way, is a Jew by nationality. Before he says this dumbness that he's to get ready to say, I saw this when this took place. And I said, how in the world can a war criminal, a war criminal, against the entire world be celebrated in Canada, came out of hiding, got an award, was presented an award. The bigger, bigger picture, we are dealing with the Antichrist spirit, the Antichrist spirit that hates the Jews. So now, this little thing has trickled all the way over from Europe, all the way over here from Russia, Ukraine, to Canada. Our border, our northernmost border, is Canada. Canada's had Chinese troops marching, doing drills, practicing, and they have the right to have a treaty with anybody that they want to. But they're, these are potential enemies of the United States. But back to the point at hand, a neo-Nazi, a person who was fighting to kill Jews, had killed Jews, had tortured Jews, was celebrated. And Vladimir Zelensky came over here to present him the award. Nazis. This is the thing that he's talking about, Mr. Carlson, that you missed that you didn't get, and you're about to ask another stupid question, so let's, let's, let's endure it. Y'all, I'm telling you, I was hot when I listened to this interview. I was hot. Really, my question is, what do you do about it? I mean, Hitler's been dead for 80 years. Nazi Germany no longer exists. Okay, so he's been dead for 80 years. Not, Nazi Germany no longer exists. So does that mean, Tucker, that we have to have a Nazi Ukraine? or Nazi France, or Nazi England, or Nazi Spain? Is that, is that okay with you, Tucker? How about the Nazi United States? Is that okay with you, Tucker? And so, true. And so, I think what you're saying is you want to extinguish or at least control Ukrainian nationalism, but how? How do you do that? He never said that. Listen to me. Your question is very subtle, and I can tell you what I think. Do not take offense. Of course. This question appears to be subtle. It is quite pesky. 
You say Hitler has been dead for so many years, 80 years, but his example lives on. People who exterminated Jews, Russians and Poles are alive. And the president, the current president of today's Ukraine applauds him in the Canadian parliament gives a standing ovation. Can we say that we have completely uprooted this ideology if what we see is happening today? That is what denazification is in our understanding. We have to get rid of those people who maintain this concept and support this practice. Look at all of those people clapping and cheering for this man who is responsible for killing Jews, responsible for killing Poles and Russians, just as Vladimir Putin just said, and he's being celebrated. This was 2024 that this happened, 2023 that this happened. It's just happened. It's just, there's a spirit that's loose. There's a spirit that's loose. It's not a godly spirit. It's not a government-loving spirit. It's not a Christian Jew-loving spirit. Wake up, people. Wake up. And try to preserve it. That is what denazification is. That is what we mean. Right. My question was a little more specific. It was, of course, not a defense of Nazis, neo or otherwise. It was a practical question. You don't control the entire country. You don't control Kiev. You don't seem like you want to. So how, how do you eliminate a culture or an ideology or feelings or a view of history in a country that you don't control? What do you do about that? Well, Mr. Carlson, what you do is you protect your people. This is, this is what you do. If, if your people are saying... They're being attacked and harassed by neo-Nazis, by people who hate Russia. You, you go in and you protect them. You do it exactly as he is done. You know, as strange as it may seem to you, during the negotiations at Istanbul, we did agree that we have it all in writing. Neo-Nazism would not be cultivated in Ukraine, including that it would be prohibited at the legislative level. Mr. Carson, we agreed on that. This, it turns out, can be done during the negotiation process. And there's nothing humiliating for Ukraine as a modern civilized state. Is any state allowed to promote Nazism? It is not, is it? That is it. <clears throat> um, will there be talks, and why haven't there been talks about resolving the conflict in Ukraine? Peace talk. <laughs> so, Carlson did not answer the question. Are other nations, countries, people supposed to be continuing forwarding on neo-Nazism? Aren't we, as good people, supposed to fight against it? Putin asked him a direct question. Tucker Carlson dodged the question. He dodged it. He completely dodged it. With this dumb behind question that he just asked. 
Они были, они были, они дошли до очень высокой стадии согласования позиций, They reached a very high stage of coordination of positions in a complex process, but still they were almost finalized. But after we withdrew our troops from Kiev, as I have already said, the other side threw away all these agreements and obeyed the instructions of Western countries, European countries and the United States to fight. I like how Putin goes back. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't get rattled by this. He doesn't get sidetracked by it. He's got straightforward, I'm going to tell people the truth. I know that this is my opportunity to tell what's really going on. And there's a potential for people to learn. And he doesn't get sidetracked by these dumb questions. Russia to the bitter end. Moreover, the president of Ukraine has legislated a ban on negotiating with Russia. He signed a decree forbidding everyone to negotiate with Russia. But how are we going to negotiate if he forbade himself and everyone to do this? We know that he is putting forward some ideas about this settlement. But in order to agree on something, we need to have a dialogue. Is that not right? Yes, it well, is. Well, but you wouldn't be speaking to the Ukrainian president, you'd be speaking to the American president. When was the last time you spoke to Joe Biden? Now, here is a very, very interesting question. Why does he have to go through the United States? Why does he have to go through Biden? He's a, he's a sovereign nation. They have just as much right to go to Ukraine and make negotiations and agreements with them. What? Excuse me. Oh, God. Mr. Carlson, what is your problem? What gives you the position that the United States is the, the police officer for the entire world? What gives you this position? I cannot remember when I talked to him. I do not remember. We can look it up. You don't remember? No. Why? Do I... That laughter and that, you don't remember her? <laughs> is it Putin's fault? that Biden won't talk to him? Is Putin, is Putin supposed to go run and kiss his behind and get him to talk to him? When all of these times, since 2008, the United States has ignored him, not answered his questions, has done everything to, to start regime change in Ukraine. It's, it's, it's a good it's a, it's a, it's a question. I want you to think. I want you to think. We are in very troubled times. And I'm painstakingly going through this Tucker Carlson interview because I want you to see how much we have fallen as a people, how far down we have come in our knowledge, in our understanding of history, in our understanding of what makes the world tick. We all, as United Nations said, when we got finished with World War I, World War II, 
we were not going to allow this neo-Nazism to ever destroy anybody again. Why is Putin the only one who is fighting against this? If Putin is so evil, why is he the only one on the front line fighting against the darkness? We were talking earlier in part four, and I was telling you that uh, you know, there was a fundamental shift, a fundamental change that had taken place within Russia. I believe it was in the beginning part of part four. And they changed from their communistic, atheistic ways into serving God. And I believe that they had a radical salvation. But the rest of the world is not going to receive that. And you're probably wondering what this has to do with politics. It has everything to do with politics. Because if your your religious leaders aren't right, if they're not doing what they're supposed to do, your politicians are not going to do what's right because there's nobody telling the politicians to get right and to get inside of God, which affects everything inside of your country. I'm going to keep pressing on. I'm going to get to the bottom in the completeness of this analysis. Thank you for joining me. This has been Christopher Radiant Fire Radio. We're going to keep journeying on. This concludes this part. Thank you. We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths, given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later. <laughs>